Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown. The year is 1999. It's the 9th of the 9th, which works in UK and USA data. Isn't that nice? The Dreamcast is its famous North American launch. Uh, so you too can enjoy the pleasures of a rushed Sonic Adventure release. <laughs> Ronan Keaton, uh, when you say nothing at all, is UK number one. Also number one in the UK box office right now is Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. Oh, get it. Oh, and certain advertisements that we saw around the place, The Spy Who... <laughs> was it like asterisk, 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 asterisk? He was like Kid Rock, The Spy Who Radio Edited Me. <laughs> but in the world of America... Smackdown was having its third official show, so the fourth overall, but let's not get that. <laughs> but what happened to that little show called Smackdown? Is it still on the air? Is Triple H still running it? All these questions can only be answered on this Smackdown Cultaholic Retro Review. I think I made the name up. I think that's <laughs> more or less the name if you scramble the word around. And the people to take you through the Vince Russo sat-nav, which only allows your car to drive in fifth gear and has no idea where it's going is myself, Matthew Gregg, and the legendary Tom Campbell. Tom, how are you doing? It's an honour and a privilege, matey. How are you doing, more importantly? How, how are you doing? I'm glad I did that Vince Russo line and you smiled. Yes, it's a good line, that. That's why, like, why I like working with you, because <laughs> unlike uh, certain other people I work with, a cultaholic, everybody else, I'll say something <laughs> and they'll be just, they'll have the same faces like Playmobil. You know, they'll be smiling, but they'll just be out of politeness. I, I tend to, and I've learned this about myself, I tend to, to smile and laugh at, at most things. Not not negative things, but it was just like... Oh. Like Adam, earlier on today, Adam was telling me an anecdote about a coat. He bought this new coat. He was about to tell me this story about how he's paid for this coat. And uh, and he said, right, I bought this coat. And I immediately started laughing. And he went, I haven't told you anything about it yet. I said, oh, yeah, it's <laughs> a good point. <laughs> it's just nice, you know what? It's just nice to be back in the office. After Aww. a week away, quite enjoyed yes. a week away, and uh, now we're back to it. And there were no plane issues, I've got to ask. No, absolutely. Well, the the, the, the main plane issue was that uh, I was sat in a different row to my good lady on the way back. I think the issue was I would have liked to have been sat a bit further back rather than one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Kidding. I had a lovely time. We looked at lovely waterfalls and had a great time. Oh. Iceland's beautiful. If you live in Iceland, then you are lucky. I saw some of the Facebook photos. It did look lovely. Oh, Lots gosh. of spas and... Uh, 
Fell in scenery. love with Reykjavik, although it's expensive. Honestly, I've, I've like you when you when you say oh, a drink's three thousand kroner, you don't think about it, and then when you do the exchange rate and go, hang on, that drink was like twelve quid. <laughs> That's, right. a, that's not very nice, Iceland. Yeah. No, that can expensive work. being. And it's, it's nice of you to not mention the story when me and you were walking from Cultaholic and you said, oh, I'm going to go to town and get some Krona. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I've had that drink. I'm like, no, 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 no man. I'm going to Marks and Spencer's to get it. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> where, you get all your best, where you get all your best drinks from. Krona. And the CD rhythm of the night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you sing that as well. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so, they're not here to listen to me all day. They're here to... I am. You, well, you are. I am, because you... I'm going to, I'm going to um, Oberhausen in Germany. Oh, yeah, you're off it's to uh, Dub X Dub. Yes, but there's also the biggest hurricane in recorded history hitting Europe at the same time. And hasn't, like... So this might be the last time we oh, talk about SmackDown. <laughs> leave the memories alone. This could be the last time with Matthew Gregg. And uh, mind you, it is, it is feeling a bit Final Destination-esque. You put this on right. your Twitter. Yes. In the sense that there's this massive hurricane hitting... And haven't, like, seven people pulled out of the, been, the whole tournament weekend? Exactly right. For <laughs> some reason or another, seven people have pulled out or been withdrawn. Nothing happened. For, like, four months, it's like, everything's fine. In the last two weeks, this has all happened. <laughs> so. Like, Volta's not there. Because he, yeah, just, right, said, he just said, I'm just them. tired. <laughs> yeah, Vol- Volta had a look at that, that <laughs> at the hurricane and went, nine. <laughs> they go, stay in America, sorry. Uh, I'll list some more, but I'm sure people will rather be listened to. Well, what I'm going to do from now on is, because I know there's some people who love bands. I know some people who go like, just tell me what I want to know. Okay, there's a timestamp for when we actually start talking about SmackDown, which I'll put in the... the, If you want to know when we start talking about it, you can click on the comments Oh, that's nice. And you just know when we start talking about it, so you can just crack straight on. But although by the time you figure that out, you've already listened to about four minutes of it. When do we exactly do the timestamp? More for you! (laughs) We should do a bit now. It's just like, ha ha, we told you to click that. Ha ha ha, we're not done Actually, yet. That's a good shout. That's a good shout. That's a good shout. That's a good shout. Okay. Um, ah, so you scanned here thinking this is when the timestamp starts. Well, you're wrong. We tricked you. Double whammy. We're going to talk about what we bought from Tesco the other day. Yeah. How dare you skip to the main event? Go back and watch the supporting band. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're going to crack on. Yeah, anyway, Smackdown. Smackdown. From the 9th of the 9th of 1999. That's Dreamcast right. day. Hitler and, uh, and Glorious Bastards. <laughs> nine, nine, nine. <laughs> I guess I had to explain that look <laughs> in your face. Oh, Hitler. So, anyway. I went Dreamcast <laughs> and you went Hitler. Look, I've never really connected the two before. You know who likes Sonic Adventure? Hitler. Hitler, <laughs> Hitler loves Sonic Adventure. Yeah, you know he, always, oh, yeah he always played as big. Because <laughs> he's, he's evil. That's just that egg, man. <laughs> We're in Albany, New York. Nothing to do with Hitler, as far as I know. <laughs> And we have Triple H in China, uh, outside. And that, God, by the way, I wrote all these notes on a megabus. A little bit of Manchester <laughs> week. And I have one page in front of me. This is the noise of Rusting Table, by the way. And I, not even 10 minutes went past. I have an entire page written in my shorthand. I'm realizing I have to freaking read this. Well, whilst you figure that out, do you, want to, do you want a fun tidbit from Wrestling Observer from this year? Oh, before it even starts, absolutely. Yeah, so what I like to do is, is I like to go back to Wrestling Observer from the week that the show aired. Just see what was ticking in the wrestling mm-hmm. world. Uh, fun tidbit from Wrestling Observer. Um, Dave says this. The current WWF Raw magazine had an interesting theory about spotting new talent, basically saying you don't look at the local indie shows or at the hardcore weightlifting gyms for strong guys or guys with a wrestling background, but go to bars and look for really huge bouncers that can dance and have good personalities. 
<laughs> I really want to believe because in this same in this same week, there's a lot in the Wrestling Observer about uh, about Jim Cornette taking over Ohio Valley Wrestling, mm. and I really want to believe that Cornette started this new job as like the new development league for the WWF and read that and just had a storming yeah. fit. Did Bill Watt write that? Go, <laughs> go to the, the go to the Lucas dive, punch the bouncer <laughs> in the face. He doesn't go down. Hiram. That is your new world champion. <laughs> Can you dance? <laughs> so don't let that distract you from the fact that Triple H in China attack street clothes Kane. Oh, I love this. The very opening image is Triple H hanging around backstage with China and then Kane like arriving in his training gear with his with his little little trundle case. Right, which the big red machine. Don't airplane travel. <laughs> well, right. I mean, I understand when other wrestlers show up you know, in the gym gear or whatever, but it's just normal clothes Kane. <laughs> I don't, you don't need, like, you spoil the illusion completely. Like, Kane is, I know, I know they've kind of painted this image of Kane is now a normal human, but like, <laughs> I like to think so then he's gone from what? Teleporting like an evil demon to getting the, getting the red eye to, right. the, to the venue. <laughs> Kane right, right, is actually well, the MVP of tonight. I've made oh. a lot of notes on Kane. Kane is a busy boy tonight. If, if you like Kane, this is the podcast oh, for you. Even if you don't, this is definitely the podcast for you. It's a shame he doesn't have like a street clothes mask. So he's got like his, his crappy mask that says Umbro on it for those red eyes. <laughs> anyway, Undertaker and Big Show, the Unholy Alliance, trying to help. But <laughs> Big Show, obviously, is <laughs> the one who gets get taken down because he's the bumbling sidekick. He is the bumbling, bumbling sidekick as Triple H def- destroys street clothes game. Right. And that was about 10 seconds. That took about a few minutes to go through. Why did Why did Undertaker and Big Show try and help Kane? Like, last time we checked, which was oh, a week ago, right. they weren't mates. <laughs> we will find out why. Okay. This is why they do this. They go, Bleh, and you go, oh, God, I better watch it. See what happens here. Oh, yeah. And they actually pay it off as well, which is weird in a way. They don't normally. Uh, they. Here we go. This is going to be a lot. This is going to be a deep dive. Yeah. Brace yourself. Right. Make a brew. We immediately go to Big Boss Man, the current hardcore champion and pepper eater. That's <laughs> why I felt the need to write that. <laughs> also, one raw fell into another old Russo cliche dressing up as previous gimmicks. Russo clearly saw and loved. Uh, Matt Bourne in ECW is a half-painted doink as born again, mm. crapped on his gimmick, and went, that is the best thing I've ever seen. I'm going to do that every show I get the chance to. So, Al Snow dressed up as Avatar on Raw. Who was the... And, and to be fair to Michael Cole, Michael Cole did join the dots for us a little bit by saying that that was the character that Al Snow broke into WWF, got his foot in the door in the WWF with. Like, for people who wouldn't... Who'd be like, why is he dressed like that? I don't understand. At least Michael Cole, like, painted a bit of the... Bit, a bit of the tapestry for us. A bit of the ta- he held the Enough. ladder while Russo painted the tapestry. <laughs> with broken paintbrushes. Right. And... This again, Russo was so obsessed with like having his mates on MSM go, Oh, I get it. And <laughs> even now, with the benefit of the network and the internet, we can more people know that Al Snow was Avatar once on Raw, I think maybe once again on Superstars, and and bombed. Mm. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't uh, his finest gimmick, and it wasn't well known. Like yeah. you would have, even like you say now with the network, you'd have to dig to find out about Avatar, right? And even with access those... to everything now, right, right. And even if you knew that, and there's not that many people who know it, why would you care <laughs> that Al Snow was out crapping 
Oh, thank you. Uh, apparently, the gimmick. Sorry, I got some something throw. Vinny mm-hmm. Vinny Roo was of the belief that every wrestling fan was the same mentally as he was, mm-hmm. like constantly obsessed with dirt sheets and looking through uh, old videos and stuff like that. And some were, but the majority weren't. And you kind yeah. of have to fit in the middle somewhere. Yeah, it'd be like, hey, Owen Hart was the blue blazer. <laughs> <laughs> And if you're gonna, if you're gonna, okay, here's a question for you, right? The, the Vince Russo trope of let's go back through your old gimmicks, mm-hmm. we we both agree is 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 a bit of a naff idea. Who in this roster would you have been interested to see take that trope and run with it? Because I can think of a couple. I go quite down with that. There was one time. That I think he should have brought, should have done, and pretty much like this. At ECW One Night Stand, uh, the first one, Steve Austin came out to like save the day and try. He should have come out with a big blonde wig oh. and been stunning Steve Austin one last time. Well, the Stevester, as he was briefly <gasps> yeah, ECW, right? Stunning Steve Austin as Hulk Hogan, <laughs> yeah, and on ECW. <laughs> I like the idea right. of a beer drinking Steve Austin wearing a big blonde wig. Yeah. I tell you who I like in this era. Go on. Would have the um the the whole back through my old characters trope would have been fun for Charles Wright who was having a time of his life right. as the Godfather, mm-hmm. but then you've also got Karma Mustafa, the mm-hmm. supreme fighting machine, and you've got Papa Shango. Yeah. I like the idea of Papa Shango turning up uh, in the Attitude Era, even briefly, just turning up in the Attitude Era. Right. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, there's Papa Shango. But that would work, Tom, not just because you're a beautiful human being, <laughs> but because Papa Shango was a big deal in 92. I mean, yeah. oof, couldn't wrestle to save his life, Made bless Ultimate him. Warriors, but, head bleed goo. Uh, ruined the finish of WrestleMania 8. You know, <laughs> there were so many things he was there for. That would have worked. Oh, I remember Papa Shango, and even if you don't, God, he looks cool. Yeah, it's just a cool. I'm I'm surprised they don't bring him back more, Papa Shango. Right. Like, because they like they bring back the boogeyman fairly often. Like the boogeyman oh. and Papa Shango. I think he's the only like mid to late 2000s gimmick they bring back to the boogeyman. Not Carlito, not Chris Masters. Always not, boogeyman. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. The Spirit Squad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe there's a good reason actually. What if Dolph Ziggler turns up as, as Nicky? They had the. The Hardy Boys, we've gone off topic here, but the Hardy Boys had the Lake of Reincarnation gimmick. Yeah. Very briefly. That They did in TNA, that worked really well, because heel Jeff Hardy from 2010 came out, and he's a dick. He's like, oh, that's great. And you're like, please say they're going to do one match, or like one, one battle, right? one spectacle, where on Halloween, maybe, it's like, oh, no, I, the cup spilleth over, whatever. <laughs> then, you know, yeah, Charles Wright, hey, how you doing? Whoop. Oh, I'll amazing. take your soul, whatever it a, was he said. A wrestling show next to the Lake of Reincarnation. Yeah. Hi, it's me, Repo Man. I happen to be... <laughs> Demoli- oh, that wouldn't work, would it? The lawsuit. <laughs> Never mind. But yeah, like, so my point is, more people than ever know about what this means. Yeah. But it took this long to explain <laughs> and lasted maybe 20 seconds on TV. So by the time you've been told what it is, you're like, uh, right. Uh-huh. And, and But then, you know, the, the 10 people that know it are like, ah, oh, that's good. Welcome to SmackDown in the late 90s. Right. You know, if, if Vince Russo was doing Die Hard, he'd have a bit where Bruce Willis would be like, hey, I'm moonlighting. So <laughs> That was the best one. I was trying to think of an example of a, like, a, like a great actor that had a crap role to begin with, but... Oh, no. I, I was going to say great actor having a crap role. I was going to suggest that um, uh, the king from Disenchantment 
Have you seen Disenchantment? No. Which is the Disenchanted? Disenchantment. The the Matt Groening series on Netflix. Oh, right, I see. Uh, the King, who is voiced by the same voice actor who does Bender in Futurama. And no spoilers for the new series, because it's only just dropped, and we're going to finish watching it tonight. Um, but there's a line in it where he says, bite my shiny metal axe. Uh, it's like, yeah! And, do you know what? I, I take such glee when I see that and say to Alex, it's from Futurama! She's like, I know, I'm not an idiot. And I was like, oh, I know, but I'm just excited to explain to someone. Um, but anyway, we are we're, we're drifting. Again, this, this is why I've got a page full of notes. <laughs> Who's the top dog now? Says boss man. <laughs> he says he challenges any dog lovers. <laughs> in the back. Oh, and there's, and there's, there's you've got... Sting and Goldberg who were there that night. Ah. Like, oh, we're, we're cat guys. We've come out otherwise, but we're cat guys. You know who loved dogs? Mr. Fuji. <laughs> he loved them for breakfast. He <laughs> loved them for dinner. He loved them for... We had a tweet after um, oh the, the Cultaholic classic WrestleMania 10 watch along that myself... There was nothing classic Matthew, about that podcast, <laughs> Everything Tom. was classic. It was my finest three hours ever. It was uh, myself, Matthew, and Justin Henry, and we do, we provided a commentary track for WrestleMania 10. It's on this podcast feed, and you can find it there. Um, but just like near the end, it just descends into five minutes of Mr. Fuji jokes. I had a tweet from somebody that just said, I've made it this far, and now I'm completely lost. Yeah. <laughs> I just... I've, applaud you for getting that far yeah it's three hours well, the whole thing was mr fuji in real life was a hundred <laughs> times more sinister than he was on he, tv he's a menace speaking of evil big boss one challenges any dog lovers in the back I'm not sure if that's carny for anything but who <laughs> should come out but davy boy jeans <laughs> oh my god this is this is the official return of the british bulldog isn't it it is right Okay, let's unpack this. We went from Avatar to Big Boss Man <laughs> to the return of Davy Boy Smith. Un first time since like the mid, since like the late night. Oh, since ninety seven. Five series ninety seven would have been. Five series ninety seven. He's back. Um, theme music, great. Back. I did not know what this was at all. That gets a thumbs up. Thank uh, you. <laughs> Tom gives a thumbs up. It's getting it up. Um, it's. <laughs> Really it's um, you love it. I love the remix of um, the the of uh, Britannia. It's like a, like just a wacky remix. Yeah. of Britannia. Love that. Right. It's like if there was a, a, a Kirby level where he has to go to England. Yeah. That, that would be the music playing in the background. It's Kirby level bulldog music. Royal Britannia. I love it. I love the music. Bulldog. Right. <laughs> Sorry, mate. You're getting her down. Um, yeah. Bulldog in jeans, a sweaty, horrible grey top, and he looks fed up. <laughs> he looks like he wants to be anywhere else <laughs> but in the WWF at this moment in time. It's just, he just walks to the ring like he's having the worst day of his life, and this is his big return. He couldn't right. look like any less of a star. Uh, it gets a big pop because oh, like massive. oh him, but yeah, it's it, this the the jeans look was one that it's like uh, okay, but then again in this period of history having a guy come out with a big colourful Union Jack flag or flag I'm not getting that debate you know what I mean um, tights probably wouldn't have been the good look yeah but the jeans it's like okay yeah the, the attitude or whatever plus you know I, I don't I'm not a fan of you insulting his top his uh, choice of grey sweatshirt when we just saw Kane not 30 seconds ago exactly oh god so is it like cash? is it like casual casual Thursday or oh, is this Thursday yes. night isn't it casual Thursday it is when it goes out <laughs> I was listening to um, 
Grilling Jr. Grilling Jr. Uh, with oh, Conrad Grilling Thompson. Jr. Not, Grilling Jr. Not not like a, when Kane had him in 2003. <laughs> And um, there's Sorry. a bit in there in the one podcast where Jim Ross talks about dress code and how the the, the WWE guys went through a strict dress code uh, no. thing. Uh, and uh, and they were told to wear suit and nice clothes and stuff like that. And like in the first 10 minutes of this, we've seen Kane in trackies and Bulldog looking like looking like a mum off to the shops. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like like a, like a mum who's just got off a long haul flight. Yeah, <laughs> just looks like wants to be anywhere other than where he is. And that look stayed though. That wasn't like oh I've just shown up. Sorry I'm late lads. That that was the look that stayed. Uh, That's great. I tried to find like some reasoning as to why he was back. I read years ago in Power Slam. I hope I'm getting this right. That this was done as a favour to Owen. Yeah. Um, I mean, that no, makes wait a minute, sense. can't be a favourite Owen. He's dead now, isn't he? No, but a favour to the to the family of Owen, <clears throat> to the hearts. I completely, I'm wrong already, aren't I? Yeah, mm. but anyway, it was a favour to somebody. Um, well, who'd have been then? They're all gone or left. A uh, favour to someone to be hired back, given that, God, how does WCW tenure end? Horribly. He he claimed he got injured by landing on the, the warrior the the trap door that was the for Halloween was it Halloween Havoc Halloween Havoc ninety eight uh, uh, no big upon four brawl ninety eight uh, so there was a trap door so Bulldog had not long been in WCW and took a bump off the top rope that landed in the middle of the ring and caught the side of a trap door that had been built for the Ultimate Warrior I don't even think it was off the top rope it was just just a Davey standard, the top just a common or garden but, bump right but the fact that it was you know would have been half and half on the <laughs> ring it would have been um, but then. Again, Davy Boy, you know, I'm not saying I'm talking about here, was on a lot of drugs. So, oh, here we go. Result was a spinal infection that nearly paralyzed Smith, hospitalizing him for six months. While recuperating, Smith received a FedEx informing him that his WCW contract had been terminated. Following a serious back injury, Smith then battled an addiction to morphine and painkilling drugs. Uh, Smith returned to the WF. Oh, I, I've got it completely wrong. God, sorry. how dare Palestine get something wrong 20 years ago? Me, <laughs> no me remember it as if it was gospel. <laughs> Smith returned to the UF in September 99, following the death of Owen Hart. And, oh, okay. Right, that was it. It just, was, uh, like, just to so get you know, them on the side. Matthew is right. currently reading from uh, a reputable news source. He isn't having an internal monologue. Like, this is Matthew. That's why, because I thought, I thought we hadn't said that you were looking through a website. But all people could hear is just you going, oh, well, uh, um, 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 uh, oh, yeah, that's it, that's it. Uh, <laughs> I don't like your impression to me because it's too accurate and it's scary. You need to, I like the part, that, that bit there was not me. <laughs> that <laughs> was part was not me. You did that. It was the NCL podcast. Someone oh God, yeah! I just said it broke. Oh, Matthew didn't know who I was. Oh uh, my God, Bigger and Wigan! I hit the pause and go, Oh Christ! You get <laughs> you angry me done really well. No, you weren't angry. You were delighted. Sorry, sorry, emotive me. Yeah, well emotive, mate. So there we go. Got clarified. Um, th- that whole saga can go on and on and on. But the, yeah. you know, after the death of Owen Hart, do we have militarizing its resources? Like, uh oh. What do we do? Hey, Davy Boy got hired. Yeah, yeah. Bring him in. So Bulldog is back in the WWF. Essentially, he he was injured. It looked like he was gonna uh, end his career been over uh, as a result of that fall in WCW. And as a goodwill gesture, uh, he got better f- through the. Did WWE did WWF fund him getting better? I have a feeling no. that he got fired by WCW. So they were paying his medicals until he got fired. And then I believe 
when he came to WWF, they supported him. They at least supported him afterwards because there was yeah. some nasty times still to come for, yeah. for, for our Davy boy. Uh, but we'll get to them when we get to I was going to say, you know what? I think I'll do some more research next week to find out because I realised like, I'm completely wrong about this. No, because, right no, now, you, so. you know, no, because I, I looked on Observer and a few other places and there's very little said about Bulldog's 1999 return. Like, so there's obviously a story that's not been told for whatever reason. Right. And you could only have to go by face value. And uh, to go back to, to where we began, Bulldog walks down to the ring on SmackDown. First time we've seen him on WF television since Montreal, since 1997. Jeans, horrible grey hoodie, looking miserable. Gets into the ring and just starts battering the big boss man. Right. And doesn't even hit his finisher. No. That's it. They, they fire ball. around the ring for about a minute. Yeah. And then what is it? Is it does he use his, he use his boss man's yeah. nightstick? Yeah, gets a nightstick, twats him, <laughs> pins him, new champ, and... The pop is nice. Oh, the pop's amazing. It is nice to see. Everybody else is happy to see Bulldog except Bulldog. (laughs) That's how it feels. Like if you, you, it's almost like somebody has dubbed all this audio over the top, and it should just be played out to silence because Bulldog just doesn't want to be there. He wins the hardcore championship from the Big Boss Man. Grabs the belt, just walks up the aisle. Like, Walks up the aisle, and then, wow, there's not enough happening in this segment. Al Snow as Leaf Cassidy <laughs> runs in to end the segment. No, that's not enough stuff going on. Davy Boy Smith then gives the title to Leaf Cassidy and Michael Cole. He's giving him the title. Probably because Davy Boy Smith couldn't even lay down to lose the title at this point. <laughs> Bless him. And so Leaf Cassidy slash Al Snow is the new hardcore champion. Good God. That was... It, are, we, are we of a hive mind here when I say that this is probably one of the worst returns in WWE slash F history? This is one of the best bits of Dave Boyce Smith run. Oh, it's going to get a lot worse. It, gets, it goes downhill from here. Uh, with, with tiny little... In terms of like status, it goes up in terms of where he, what ma- at least one match he has that's particularly high status. Right. At least one. But Hoy tumbles back immediately after. I mean, I think one of the reasons as well for him being brought in is because there's no British or UK or Irish or whatever representation in the company right now. And they are doing, or about to be doing the deal with Channel 4 um, for the pay per views coming up next year. I think something like Heat was showing on Channel 4 as well. So I was like, we'll probably have a So you star. think Bulldog was a bit of a sweetener for the UK audience as yes, well? Yes, I do. Would you have not watched... Because I must admit, I watched WWF for ages before there was anything resembling a UK contingent. Now there's more UK contingent than ever. But I, I highlight of me watching... You know, the height of me watching wrestling was when there was probably one, maybe two British guys in it. I'm not... Right. I mean, I think they've always realised the importance of having someone from here because they always do great numbers yeah so why not yeah that's it well hence the point where they now have their own promotion over here yeah so it was always good to regal <laughs> always uh, be good to regal and not just because he was in the blue blood to, to a triple h for you know a week <laughs> so uh, leave cassidy slash al snow is now the hardcore champion and bulldog is just left again as, as if nothing happened that's right well i'm glad i got revenge for you know eating his dog <laughs> oh god do you know what you i'm gonna have to apologize like if you listen to this because this is such a such a weird time in wrestling when it is car crash smash and grab television and i, I encourage you whenever we get to one of these watch the episode before just so you know just so you can kind of get a grip on where because it just right. we do jump from stuff and it does sound very scattergun but we're literally just talking about what we're given for example we've just seen the return of the british bulldog we've seen al snow as leaf cassie for the first time since the 90s we then cut to the car park where Ken 
Kane <laughs> is now dressed in his Kane gear, pouring petrol over a car. <laughs> Yeah. Attitude era. And it's, there's, no, there's no transition. There's no. Nope. Meanwhile, in the parking lot. Mind you, just, I would love that. It's just, you, you think Bulldog coming back, wearing his, his I'm nipping to the shops for some milk <laughs> look, is going to, here's Kane. In his, I'm nipping to the shop for some milk look. <laughs> no, but Kane's now dressed. This is the funniest part. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Kane he, got, so in terms of the timeline here, Kane got beaten up. Yep. He pulled himself up. He went to his locker room. He got into his gear, <laughs> then went back outside and started throwing petrol over Triple H's car. He found the closest phone box. <laughs> did the thing. I, this looks like a job for Kane. Have you ever been so angry that you had to get dressed into smart casual before you exacted revenge? <laughs> oh, we've all been there, right? <laughs> Attitude. Just wait until I get my hands on you once I've changed my outfit. <laughs> anyway, Triple H in China, stop this. But they keep on talking about, wow, wow, wow. God, you could. Gas, the smell of gas. The smell of gasoline is everywhere. In the back of the arena! <laughs> But that's an that's an old wrestling thing. It's it like, is, isn't it? Can you smell that? It's like, wow, that's the fastest acting gasoline I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> anyway, and Edge and Christian. Sorry, we should be like next segment. Yeah, oh, this is just going to sound hard, like a crazy Mad Lib. Like hard cut. So Kane is Kane's chuck petrol everywhere. I think did he chuck some on China? Was he threatening to? Because China and Triple H came out like, hey, get off our car. And he just hoys a bit on Triple H and hoys a bit on China. I don't know. You could hear the screams. They're going, Argh. So Triple H didn't know if that was China or Kane. <laughs> I'm sorry. Shut a deep throat. Um, Edge and Christian are the number one tag team contenders. to the. To, that was horribly said. Edge and Christian are the <laughs> number one contenders to the tag team titles. That's Correct. right. They tried to do this last week in the tag team turmoil. But it all went kaput after the Dudleys came in and uh, stuck their oar. In, but on Raw, they got it sorted out. Uh, they beat by beating the acolytes. They're apparently the like the gatekeepers of the tag division for some they, reason. Some some large Undertaker-shaped reason. Some best <laughs> friends in real life with legend champ reason. They're kind of the they're kind of seen as like the conduit tag team between the regular tag teams and now this sort of super heavyweight tag team division, which is Rock and Sock and Undertaker right. and Big Show. You got that you they're sort of god tier. Then you've got upper tier which is just the acolytes and then everyone else so you have to beat the acolytes to get to them yeah. and I was at this point I remember being <clears throat> I remember being a fan at this point knowing that Edge and Christian were the top contenders and genuinely thinking oh Edge and Christian versus Rock and Sock I'm down for this oh. quite because that's that's a new match not seen that before up for this What's wouldn't that? get it. Mm. I'm up for this. See, I was pro Edge and Christian when they were in the brood, and then when they split up, there was a big gap where they were just two two long-haired just lads. Two lads, brothers, hanging out. I think they get better. We'll have to keep on watching this show to see what I'm happens. I'm sure they improve their standing in some point. Some kind of Hall of Fame, I don't know. Yeah. And it, Stevie Richards is with them. Because, oh. oh, what's that coming over there? It's a Russo troll. Oh. That's right. Dressing up as somebody else to show that that's who they're feuding with. Which <laughs> makes sense on level, because it's the first time you're watching this. You're going, I don't know who Stevie Richards is, but I know that he doesn't like that guy. Why is that, Tom? Because he's dressed as him. But isn't the thing that Stevie Richards wasn't feuding with them, and he just would just turn up like a... Almost, like, a, a, a randomly spawning Easter egg and just be like, I'm dressed as them now. Because I'm sure in weeks to come, they do a bit where 
Stevie Richards comes out dressed as Farouk and Bradshaw, dressed in acolyte yeah, gear. That happened on the pay-per-view, definitely. And instead of like the, the weird symbolism they have on the chest, he has UPN. That's right. Which is the which is the SmackDown channel logo, which I thought was adorable. So That's I don't true. think it's I don't think and I think this is even an even worse Russo trope. I don't think he was feuding with anybody. I think he just just turned up because like if I you don't have anything. That's how that's how you know there's nothing for him. We're gonna do just dress up as somebody. Just dress up as somebody. Run out. Who? Oh, I don't know. Farouk. No, I'm not doing that. All right, Bradshaw then. <laughs> Roddy Piper did that. All right, Mr. Politically Correct. <laughs> so, Edge Christian and more contenders. Uh, this is Edge Christian versus the new brood. Who are the new brood, Tom? It's a young guy called Matt Hardy and uh -huh. his brother called Jeff Hardy. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, they seem, they, you know, they've got some funky music. They, they, they come out with Gangrel. Their sexy valet, Gangrel. Their sexy valet, Gangrel. Lovely long, blonde flowing locks, Gangrel. Oof. Floaty shirt. Oh, it's hey. Like Bush in the Wuthering Heights video. <laughs> <laughs> well, the beautiful athleticism on display here for maybe the first, one of the first times, definitely for these teams. And uh, well, this, this is very, this is this is a, a bit of a future echo because absolutely, that's that's the word I was looking future for. Future echo because we're going to see in a few in in probably about a month and a half's time, the beginning of the, the awkwardly titled Terry Invitational Tournament, which would lead to... The Trotters Independent the tr Traders. The Trotters Independent Traders with Del Boy on a pole in the very last match. Uh, we, we are going to see uh, some amazing tag team wrestling that culminates in a game-changing tag team ladder match right. between these two. But this is early stages. This is, as we like to say on this podcast, our, our favourite word. Hey. One, two, three. Embryo. Embryo. Of Hardy's versus Edge and Christian. Like the original release of Sonic Adventure for the Dreamcast. <laughs> Which Hitler loved. <laughs> That's right. And if you missed the intro to this show, ho ho. Wow, we, just, we didn't say that. We just think Hitler liked the Dreamcast. No. Mike. <laughs> I mean, it was, a good, it was a very powerful console. So was Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Cole gets a future echo line where it says the Hardys don't care much about their bodies. Whoa, just you wait. <laughs> Anyway, Gangrel interferes. Uh, Stevie kicks. That's right, that was his finisher. Stevie kicks uh, Gangrel to send him out. And then Edge Christian and their double team. I'm not sure how long it lasted, but when I was watching wrestling, this was definitely their finish. The sidewalk slam and reverse DDT combo. Yeah, I don't remember them doing that very long. I think they definitely I mean, beat... They, they busted out once or twice. They beat the New Age Outlaws with it one time, I swear. Hmm. I, I, remember I seem to remember... I think... Did they do it off a ladder? Oh. I seem to recall they did it off a ladder. Be great tits if they did that. <laughs> I always enjoyed Christian's um, reverse DDT, where instead of yeah. going down on his bum, he went down on his belly. Yeah. Christian, that was a, that was a Christian DDT. I don't, if, I don't, every time I see someone doing that, that's the Christian DDT. That's it. Only Christian does that. Stop it. Stop stealing. That's right. Like It took me ages to to stop calling it this but when I was the, the, the face wash in the corner the big scrape I got Nick Gage like, <laughs> no Otani has done that in Japan for day. Nick Gage <laughs> speaking of Nick Gage Kane beats up everyone because this is the Kane episode of Smackdown and that was one page of notes oh. as I turned them oh like that's the it yeah so, so yeah so Kane is Kane just batters everybody <laughs> yeah and then he threatens to burn Triple H's flesh Flef mm. I heard because he had the mask well, on. You know. I will burn the fleff from mm. Triple H's body. Tom, he's only just regrown his throat. Like, <laughs> come on. And Triple H's backside, he's going, hey, you leave my fleff alone. <laughs> my fleff, baby. It's stuck to my body and I don't want it going anywhere, baby. Triple H, fuck like a monkey. I'll beat the big red monster. Oh, baby, he's going to burn it. Maybe Dusty was the agent for that. 
Now, baby, you're gonna go out there, baby. You go out there, baby. You tell him you're gonna burn his flesh. You're gonna tell him you're gonna burn his flesh. Are you sure? Yeah, baby, that's what I said. You go burn his flesh with the plunder. So one time, Sabu was told, like by a guy of it's like you can't use can't use Bob wire. No, no Bob wire in this match. And Sabu to go. Who, who's Bob Wire? <laughs> I've never heard of that wrestler. He <laughs> said something about a Robert Wire. I don't know. And no one tells me nothing. Uh, the next segment, Bulldog refuses to explain why he gave some of the title and leaves. He just leaves. Like, he doesn't stop. He's so got his milk. He's going back home. Worst return ever. What? Like, and am I intrigued to see what Bulldog has to say? I don't know. I don't know if I am. Because I, I didn't get for a second that he was bothered to be there. Like, if I think he turns up on Raw the following night, like, looking a bit more dapper, like, in a suit and stuff. Like, he's made more of an effort. He hasn't just like fallen fallen out of the back of a car but I just I just I found this whole return of Bulldog whether it was meant to be like oh mesmerizing like less is more nah I wasn't buying this at all uh, actually <laughs> after, after seeing years of Bulldog promos I'm alright with this brief one where it's the two lines being said <laughs> well, that it was... always was the doing a Bulldog impression is really fun to me because it is just just don't don't think what you're saying. Just talk. The bulldog came back <laughs> to beat Big Boss Man for the title for the people in the arena of which we live in. Then he's I'm gonna bizarre. yeah. It just it would just be like, and then the thing is gonna happen. It would never end on like uh, you know the rocks. Obviously, really good like, like the people and the millions. Blah, blah, blah. And then I'm gonna lie. And this is the bit where I slow down. That's it. <laughs> yeah, and it oh, would be horrible. He horrible. Does, he does develop a catchphrase on SmackDown though. The catchphrase being, where's my title shot? Oh, where's my title shot? <laughs> that became such such a, a, a whatever a meme was in the 90s. The only with promo. Me and my brothers. Yeah. We just constantly used to go, where's my title shot? I don't know what you're Scottish. And you go, you're, you've already had one. I know I've had one. You but call where's... that a title yeah. shot? <laughs> yeah, mate, it was. We gave you a title shot. You gave the title to Leaf Cassidy. Oh, God, that's coming up in it. That, that thing where, where Bulldog faces Triple H and the Rocks, the ref. Yep. <laughs> One, two, it doesn't hey. matter if the Rock counts to three. Sorry, we're skipping five. We are, we are. <laughs> Calm down, Tom. Sorry, I'm excited about Tri Bulldog's title shot. Oh. <laughs> Triple H threatens Kane with Sledgy. I've written down here. That's Sledgehammer for people who live on this earth. Um, Xbox calls Kane out. Oh, good. We haven't seen he was Kane. just here. He was just there in the arena and Kane, Kane gets called back out. All right. Kane has been... Uh, what the hell is this? Oh, yeah, that's right. Since this little change has happened again since Undertaker and Big Show well, more Undertaker, I guess, said, Kane, you're letting, you're letting yourself down by trusting Xbox. And then Xbox saying I'm weak link and all this. Kane's getting more evil. He's got the black and red, not the red and black now. Ah, That's a change. That's a nice subtlety from Vince Costume Rito. change. Imagine. Xbox is upset Kane couldn't trust him last week because he was getting the crap he kept counting. Xbox said, don't come out. Well, even if I'm, if I'm listening, my head has been ripped off my shoulders, don't come out. And right. Kane came out anyway because he's his mate and now Xbox all upset about it. Yeah. And then Xbox leaves and that appears to be the end of the tag team. God, it's been a while since I've seen a show where it's like, right, this is where that thing ended. This didn't hey, feel like wow. a tag team breaking up. This felt like a couple splitting up. Yeah. yeah. Like, X-Pot really made, like, it's over, Kane. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> Goodbye. And Kane to the ring, like, no, I'm going to go, Sean. 
It's over, Johnny. It's it, over. It did feel like it did feel like a proper breakup. Yeah. And Kay looked really sad. Yeah. This touching moment between two friends is <laughs> underlined of... by the giant, big red retard and midget sign in the front row that's clearly <laughs> visible during this entire segment. <laughs> Running in the 90s. <laughs> uh, we, we were then told that, right, we can't sleep on that. Sorry, crack on. Kane's facing Triple H for the WWF Championship tonight. Yes. Uh, I love a bad championship Photoshop. My God, you have the guy on the books. You have a green screen everywhere you go. Just take a new picture. Like, they've, they've got the standard picture from the 90s, which is Triple H looking menacing with his arms folded. And they've just badly sort of Photoshopped the championship belt like on his shoulder <laughs> they still do that to this day somebody has a deviant art page that, that could have done a much better job than that <laughs> it's, just, it's just a little speech that says I am champ <laughs> I am te champ lol <laughs> bad next segment holy <laughs> co- see how much better that is yeah it's, 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 you know what it's just, Smackdown at this point was a bit like the one show wasn't it in just like this, yeah. just gear changes yeah. constant <clears throat> gear changes <clears throat> Chapter three. <laughs> Holly Cousins with the scales. I don't know why I put this out. Yeah. Well, whilst you're figuring out, I can tell you that this portion of SmackDown is sponsored by Hanson's Energy Drink. Mm-bop, oh. Mm-bop, have a drink, Bob. Uh, by JVC Kaboom Box, which is the big old boom box they were pushing in the late 90s. And by, uh, by the brand new video game, Final Fantasy VIII. Oh, God. Nice little sponsorships as we're waiting for Boo. the to start. This is normally the time that would now be spent going up and down International Row on commentary. And yeah. our uh, Uzbekistan announcers and our Martian announcers. Yeah, they can't buy Final Fantasy VIII. They can't buy Final <laughs> Fantasy VIII. They can. They can't. They can't. And our Chinese representatives. Oh, they have copies of Final Fantasy VIII to sell to you now if you want. Yeah, Final Fantasy XII. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, and also, you, you, you overlook that. What did you think was that? That was Hankies. That was the drink that X-Pac was drinking the other week. That's what it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Ah! No idea what happened to them. All makes sense now. All well, clearly, why would, you want, why would you want X-Pac to drink a Hankies and then turn on his friend? It's not a good look, is it? <laughs> We're through. <laughs> I'm so thirsty after that breakup. I need a drink. Yeah. Something neon green <laughs> and full of additives. Kane, we're no longer friends. Why is that? Was it the hankies? No, you got me Final Fantasy VIII for my birthday. <laughs> oh, God. Can't hear you over my kaboom box, Xbox. <laughs> <fucks. laughs> <laughs> Just gonna put some Castrol GCX in my car. Wait a minute, how about. <laughs> the smile on your face makes me nervous. <laughs> that's not it, is it? That's a different Keaton song. That's right. No, that's oh, it. No. No, no. no, that is you say it best, you say nothing at all. Is it? You say it best when you oh, say yeah, nothing at all. Oh, I'm ruining my own bit. My Ronan Keaton impression sounds a lot like my Scott Stapp from Creed impression and my Pearl Jam impression <laughs> and my Cher impression. Stop. <laughs> hey, if it, if it ain't broken. <laughs> so, the Holy Cousins. This is Crash Holly making his debut, I believe. No, no, no. They were in the uh, tag team thing nah, last week. He's been around for a little while now. No, this is the debut of the super heavyweight gimmick on SmackDown. With the scales. With the scales. Or as my friends, when they were played the with No Mercy, that weren't that interesting, when Crash Holly would come out with the scales, go, why has he got a big shaver? Because <laughs> he's only small. Yeah, like, how small <laughs> is this dude? He has a big beard. Yeah, so, se- same segment. <laughs> China answers the challenge. Yeah, and she is still the number one contender IC title. Uh, <laughs> Hagar Holly says he's not going to wrestle a woman. 
even though with those 200 pound bags of silicone hanging off of her, she more than meets the limit. So China hits him with the scale. And by the way, we have a singles match, I guess. But Crash Holly is effing ripped. I had no... Oh, he's a beast, isn't he? I had no idea he was this... I mean, obviously he was 300 plus pounds, but... Mm. Oh, by the way, I've said this a few times in different podcasts, but it's probably a good time to say it. And I'll probably say it next week on SmackDown in case I forget, because there's not enough crap on this one. <laughs> as a kid... God. Was a scared as a kid, no one knew you by name? Stop it. Trashed your own house party because nobody came? No, 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 no. I, I legitimately thought, because Crash Holly would come to the ring with scales... That he must have been 300 plus pounds, despite the fact that he's short. Oh, bless you. He, okay, he must have just had thick bones or something. <laughs> but I mean, if you're going to bring scales to the you? ring, I mean. Holly bamboozled you. I don't think Hardcore Holly was 300 pounds, but I believe Crash Holly was well above. <laughs> uh, Love how Holly bamboozled you. Yeah. So, not much happens in the ring until Jarrett runs in, attacks China, and then Billy Gunn makes the save. Because he's anti-Jared. However, he's also anti-China because she stole the contendership from her. So he gives her a fame master mm-hmm. after saving her. <laughs> Did you get all that, Tom? Right, okay. So so Billy Gunn helped China beat Holly. Or saved... So Billy Gunn saved China from a beating from Jarrett. Yeah. And then after said beating had been stopped, Billy Gunn just dropped China anyway. Yeah, because right. Billy hates Jarrett but also dislikes China. Because China took his IC title shot. Yeah, he's Where's like, oh, my title shot. Like, I want to. No, no, Bulldog, no. <laughs> You're offering a title shot. Sorry. Then, <laughs> yeah, I'm talking to that. <laughs> but then, oh, sorry, the segment's not over. The Holly, the Holly's getting away because Crash Holly laughs, laughed at Hardcore Holly getting beat up by China. So they have to be separated by the referees because they're going to start fighting as well. I like, I like the fighting Hollies. Yeah, as a they, team. These are they're not kissing fun. cousins. <laughs> I you say that. <laughs> Xbox leaves the arena by himself and Kane is sad. Oh, this bit. Oh, my God. Kane <laughs> continues to be the MVP of SmackDown this week as Xbox leaves the venue after breaking up with Kane. And they're like, well, there's Xbox. He's leaving now. He's him and Kane have parted ways. And then it cuts to like a dark part of the arena where Kane is like. His eyes are looking down, and he looks all sad. And it's like this big bloke just sat in the corner, like a little emo crying. And Michael Cole just drops his voice and goes, "That's uh, oh, that's that's sad." <laughs> like, like all oh, the seriousness. Like, oh man, he's got a broken heart. It's Kane. It's Kane. Kane in '97 set fire to the arena and ripped the door off the cell. He's now sat in the corner. How could this happen to me? It's so but funny. I will defend that though because Xbox was his like his friend, <laughs> his friend who wasn't you know his brother. It was the first one he had, and the DX was like, "Yay, pro Kane." I'm all for a, a, a like a, a monster becoming human type story, but I just find any visual that Kane does that is not just being Kane to be too funny. Kane in a tracksuit is funny. Kane running around with, with lighter fluid is funny. Kane sat there looking sad is funny. It's just, I, there's something about Kane that is inherently funny to me when he's doing really human things. But the crowd reacts like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, the crowd sad. are genuinely Aww. sad. I think I probably was the point as well. Yeah. 
I was probably there with them. But yeah, yeah you're I? right. If you watch 97, he's just killing everybody. <laughs> just, and he's yeah. like, oh, Kane's a bit sad today. Every match he had was bathed in red lighting. Right. You know who else felt sad, Kane? What? That cameraman you sat on fire? <laughs> yeah, his wife's sad. Oh, we meant to be, meant to be sad for you now because your boyfriend's broke up with you. Oh, bless you, uh-huh. Kane. Tiny violin for you, Kane. But hey, if you are, you know, the five foot whatever guy that's looking for a tag partner, get him on the rebound. Hey, you know what? Crash, crash Ollie. If, if hard goes through, <laughs> hey. Hey, if Tess was single, <laughs> he'd be right in there. But he's not. He's because not. as we find out in this next segment. What a segue. Oh, my days. There is, there is wedding bells. Wedding bells soon, Matthew Gregg. As Test and Stephanie McMahon reveal to Pat Patterson, Gerald Briscoe. Does Linda come out? We are skipping ahead, but no worries. Are we? Yeah, I we thought, are. Oh, I thought that it's was such a we beautiful were. segue. Oh, I, I apologise. We have skipped ahead. I was just let you do, though, yeah, we've missed. I apologise completely. We've missed. It's okay. Quote by Michael Cole: Two big old boys fighting, <laughs> <laughs> and a match that That's starts right. like with. Oh, no, no. No, Tom. Okay. Sorry. You go, you Rock, go. You go. Rock shows up, and he's like Mick traveling his little limo. Oh, this. And the Rock is the Rock. He's the baddest mama jammer alive. He's, he's Duke Nukem. He's this, he's that. And then Mankind's like, wow, first time traveling in a limo. Ooh, my belly's a bit, ooh, rumbly. Hope I'm not a bit... <laughs> It's like the biggest nerd in the world. Rose is like, it's flex. You know? And then we get the Battle of the Big Guns. The Battle of the Big Guns as Bradshaw takes on Bubba Ray Dudley in a very attitude era match. Yeah, no entrances for the two future world champions. Uh, JR would love to be calling this a slobber knocker. Instead, we get Michael Cole. <laughs> You know, it's like, it's like when you get something from Tesco's direct, it's like, we can't, don't have this, but it's just a good replacement. <laughs> we don't have eggs, so I'm going to kick you in the face. <laughs> we haven't got eggs, so we brought you Michael Cole. Steve <laughs> <laughs> yeah. interrupts, so not much is settled there. But yeah, they're going at it heavy. Just setting up for the pay per view match. Yeah, yeah. nothing wrong there. Tay Long is the ref. However, he does not make this into a tag team match. Oh. Despite the fact that it's two tag team wrestlers. Right. I know. He, yeah. has one, he looks at this match. I think Teddy Long refereed this and went, one day, I'm going to write this wrong. And I'm going to make every match a tag team match. <laughs> it's very influential. With The Undertaker. <laughs> the Rock can't believe this little Rudy Puccabroni has stolen all The Rock's signature moves. He walks like The Rock. He talks like The Rock. He's got The Rock bottom, the people's elbow, the people's eyebrow. That's gimmick infringement. That ain't right. He's even got the millions and the millions of The Rock's fans playing this video game. The Rock, know your role and shut your mouth. Over 50 WWF superstars, all their signature moves and talks, plus entrances, kick matches, and create a wrestler. WrestleMania 2000. You like pancakes? Thank you. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Boss man backstage threatens to slam... <laughs> no, what have I written here? Skin, Davy Boy Smith. <laughs> yep. God, it was, a, it was a bumpy megabus ride. I'll never <laughs> it was a bumpy Smith. episode of SmackDown. And Snow, just like he did Pepper, in the silliest yet serious way only Big Boss Man can deliver. Boss Man comes across as a creep really in a really funny way. Yeah. It's like, he says stuff that you kind of laugh off and you go, actually, that's really sinister. He was talking about skinning Pepper, saying, look like a squirrel when I was done with him. You're like, ha ha, oh wait, you've skinned a live dog, you maniac. <laughs> oh, good one, Boss Man. No, no, Fuji, go away. <laughs> For the hardcore championship as well, lest we forget. Yes. And then, Tom, you'd like to take us away. Then Tess. we go with wedding bells are ringing. Tess mm. and Stephanie, uh, they invite Linda... Patterson and Briscoe who all come out to Hulk Hogan's music. I was going to say, that, as, as far as digs go, that is a good one. I'm sad we didn't get the WrestleMania theme. Right. And the wedding is scheduled for October the 11th. Live on Monday Night Raw. Live on, wow. What, what yeah, could possibly go wrong? Right. And that was funny because that was supposed to be it. Uh, however, like many Russo storylines, we'll get to them, he wrote the beginning and just didn't bother putting an ending in. So oh. some stuff will happen, tumpty dumpty dum, to delay it end up being one of those happy little things where end of, everything ends up way better than expected <laughs> yeah to be fair the, the, we rolled the dice and got six on all of these in a bit uh, Mean Street Posse came out um, just realised Mean Street Posse's theme music is a rip off of Bad Boys oh okay never dawned on me until watching this show back yeah you're right yeah it's just the background yeah. beat yeah also, I didn't realise Terry Runnels was with Mean Street Posse. I forgot she was with Mean Street Posse. I don't remember that at all. But I like how she dresses in a similar colour scheme to them. Big fan of that. Nice, nice. That was nice little group colour yeah. scheming. <laughs> just appreciated it. Shane interrupts and calls for a peace agreement, just like Tony Blair in Ireland. <laughs> and he gets it. He goes, look, the war is over. I'm happy. Suresh has proved himself. You have my... Uh, acceptance. My blessing. My blessing. That's the one. The, the Montagues and Capulets going to stop fighting and get it on. <laughs> and he calls off the posse and they go backstage and then Shane goes backstage. He calls off the... No, he calls off the... No, my dogs of war. <laughs> all with different... Are they all, are they all, they're all out of casts and stuff this week. I quite like each one of them had a different piece of the body in cast after the SummerSlam match. So I could tell them apart. Yeah, that's it. Like I the lo- Ninja Turtles? I, genu- I genuinely love that. Rodney's the hot-headed one. <laughs> Pete Gass is cool but cruel. And Michelangelo is a party douche. Michelangelo is Rodney. <laughs> it's Joey Abs. I forgot the... Oh, that was a Joey Abs. Joey Abs. Joey Abs, who doesn't show his abs. Just saying. That's the comedy, isn't it? Anyway, Kane doesn't have a cane with him. So. <laughs> oh, Speaking man. of which... Imagine if Kane had a cane. 
Kane and a blowtorch. Kane. His new tag team partner, a big F off blowtorch. And, I, uh, I'd argue the blowtorch is more impressive. <laughs> Sorry, X Pac. I know you and Mafia are mates and you do all the drugs together. <laughs> Tell me I'm not lying! Tell me I'm not lying! I mean, I'd like to. <laughs> He's a, good, he's, a good, he's a good guy, that Xbox. Bulldog, not now. No, that's why he likes me. You remind me of someone. <laughs> Could you just say, where's my title shot? <laughs> yeah, you can't take a bump either, Matthew. Uh, <laughs> Rock and Sock are interviewed by Lillian Garcia. Rock does his millions. And millions. Of catchphrases. And <laughs> Mankind has a warm, fuzzy feeling tonight because he's going to be buried alive. Buried alive. Ah, 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 ah. Buried alive. Then Lola gets a good line. BG, yeah. Big goof. <laughs> rock and mankind oh. in their absolute pomp here. Absolute yeah. pomp. Do you want a fun <clears throat> rock-based tidbit from the Wrestling Observer? Oh, d- do I? Of course you do. Uh, from the from the mind and the mouth of Dave Meltzer, Rock was brought into Memphis on September the 1st to campaign for Jerry Lawler. So Jerry Lawler was running for mayor of Memphis at this point. Oh, yeah. So to, to bring in a little bit of star power, The Rock came in uh, to, to, to campaign with him, got mixed reactions, gaining a crowd of wrestling fans to an enthusiastic reaction at a lunchtime fundraiser. However, his appearance at the University of Memphis was not well received. Rock, who used his catchphrase to describe the poll that had come out showing Lawler not doing well, said, you can take the newspaper, the Sunday edition, roll it up, keep rolling it up, turn it side, Sideways, put some of that famous Memphis barbecue sauce on top and stick it straight up their candy asses. The 200 students that came went wild. Others watching it found it very silly and there was criticism of The Rock's language in that kind of environment. Lawler defended the criticism of Rock saying that's what the people want who came to see him and what they expect him to do. So... Is how many a bunch of people expect to see WF Superstar The Rock campaigning for WF Superstar Jerry Lawler and were befuddled by you could arrest some promo? It was one of those things where, like, if you lived in the wrestling bubble, then The Rock's the whole shtick was, was the height of wit. But if you ever tried to incorporate it outside right. the wrestling bubble, you looked stupid because you didn't have the delivery, the cadence, nor the thousands of people watching in an arena to support what you were doing. If right. you told the school bully to take his shoe, turn it sideways, and stick it up his candy ass, uh, by the time you've said shoe, you're yeah, on the floor. Say, yeah. <laughs> it's not the taste of you. Exactly. And so I think I, 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 like this, I like the fact that Rock went and did a promo during a very real uh, mayoral election period. Right. But it would have been a bit like when The Rock did the promo on the field for the first XFL. It's right. like, it's, yeah, if you're a wrestling fan, great. But yeah. if you live outside that bubble, why is... Why is that weird muscly man telling right. me to put things up my bum? I don't get it. Right. <laughs> it's true. He would get the hang of it in the end, and he yeah. did quite well in Hollywood. And it just shows what a horrible idea it was for Lola. I guess he was inspired by Jesse Ventura's mayoral campaign, but how... Oh, sorry, Governor. But he ran for that in Memphis 20 years too late. And not even the yeah. effing Rock in 99 could get him like get yeah, him over. Yeah, if, so. if, if the Rock can't get you over... Good luck to you. Right, yeah. Well done, Lawler. Triple H versus Kane is next. Lawler makes... Photoshop uh, picture and everything. Lawler makes a good um, point as Triple H comes out. Vote for me! No, (laughs) vote for me. He's not Mayor Quimby. (laughs) Not Mayor Quimby. 
That's right. Uh, from Doug. Oh, I wasn't a Doug fan. Uh, Mayor Bluffington. Uh, tweet me what his name was. Thank you. Um, Jerry Lawler made a point uh, that said, the champion's not meant to come out first. And that's true. Yep. Triple H came out first. And it's true, the champion's always meant to come out second. WWE has a weird relationship with that rule. I think they, it's, it's very hard and fast. Uh, and it's just like whatever, whoever we think will get the best pop or the best reaction or if it sets the right kind of mood, yeah. whoever's doing the best run-in, we'll do it in that order and that's fine. But it's a good point by law. Yeah. The champion and, should always come out. And speaking of that, again, this happened last week and I'm glad it's been consistent. Kane's going to set Triple H on fire. The skin is going to melt. The, <laughs> he's going to have to be extinguished by... This episode of Raw is brought to you by Magic the Gathering. <laughs> Sorry, not all the pay-per-view coming up. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's going to die. He's going to die. He's gonna... Magic the Gathering can be bought from all local comic shops or anywhere that sells What they cards. needed at this point was a Conrad Thompson guiding them through that he's gonna die gonna burn the skin off his flesh and if he's gonna want to be seen in public again he's gonna need maybe a new suitcase and if you go online now and quote conrad you get 10 percent off your first case i would be selling your bluetooth but uh david boy smith just stole them from me <laughs> i told him it wasn't what he think it was because he doesn't care <laughs> anyway kane beats up triple h for pretty much the entire open segment until china distracts uh I think she yells some like, want to see my dick? And no, Kane is... She shouts, Kane, I can help you talk to X-Pac. Oh, that's right. I why, can... do, why did I write that down, Tom? I mean, yours is funnier. <laughs> I can... She says, I can, I can speak to X-Pac. Uh, we're friends. I can talk to him. And that distracts Kane long enough for Triple H to get a, a jump on him. Yeah. Uh, they go outside the ring. And for some reason, they have the heat banner on the apron. Yeah, that's, that's obviously a, a huge snafu. Bit of an oversight. You wouldn't see that happening in this day and age. Uh, no, this is the, the weird old the, the Stone Age era of uh, what's that say? Uh, oh, the year 1999. Triple H makes Kane look as scary as possible here. He's bouncing off his big boot. It takes the Triple H bump over the ropes. Yeet! Uh, front row, at the hard cam going nuts over the idea of Kane about to win the title, which you love to see. They are, they are like. Get in. Kane's going to win the title. Yeah. Where's he going to the champ tonight? Oh, my God. I'm here when Kane won the belt. Triple H is always yeah. very good at that. I think we said that on a previous podcast. Triple H, oh, very much like a yes. Ric Flair. Like, he always gave you that vibe that tonight's the night. Tonight's the night he's going. Uh, not so much later on in, like, the noughties, but certainly at this point, like, every night felt like, this is the night he loses. This is the night yeah. he loses. And I love that. This is the best version of Triple H by far. Yeah, it, it, up until the injury during the uh, Jericho Benoit tag match. That Triple H, one of the best wrestlers on the planet. And then and, he came yeah. back as like one big muscle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Palestine says he looked like he'd been bitten by a radioactive rhinoceros. <laughs> rhinoceros, whatever. I like your pronunciation. Rhinoceros. rhinoceros. How often do you say that word, though? Unless it's you're true, like actually. An zoo. <laughs> the wrestler, Rhino, or to give his full name, <laughs> Rhinosaurus. <laughs> it still doesn't sound right. Rhinoceros. Rhinoceros. It's because it's I'm saying it like it's his surname. No, 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 Rhinosaurus. <laughs> Rhinosaurus. Yeah, like he's Rhin Irish. Rhinosaurus. He's Irish. <laughs> Rhinosaurus. <laughs> no, it's it's written. It's written the same way like Stegosaurus and Bronto right, right, right. Brontosaurus is written, but it's pronounced Rhinoceros because right. the English language is bananas, and we just chop bananas. and change how things are meant to be said. Bananasaurus. Exactly. Bananasaurus. Banana, no, yeah. Bananosaurus. Anyway, sadly, Kane does not win the title. China hits Kane with the sledgehammer right in the back, hits the pedigree to retain. 
Well done. And then the Unholy Alliance show up to save, because now that he's ditched Xbox, his friends will talk to him again. That's what it is, isn't it? Yeah. And again, this is why it feels like a breakup. Because now he's oh. ditched the girl, his mates will hang out with him again. See, that's not happened to me, but there have been a number of people like, they're like, oh, I've ditched that last. And everyone's like, oh my God, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> now it's less awkward. Now he just invite you out. There was missing all these segments of Xbox just being this whiny, like, like oh, do you have to go see your friends tonight? <laughs> I hang out with you every day of the week. I yeah. can't come with you. Uh, can I? No. <laughs> what do you want for dinner? <laughs> it's like, I don't mind. What do you want? Oh, I don't, I'm easy. Can we order Chinese? Uh, I don't want Chinese. Uh, okay, Indian. I don't really want Indian. What do you want? I'm not bothered. Uh, oh, I did choke sliding through a table. You know what I eat? What? The, tri- the crispy, tender <laughs> flesh of Tripoli. Oh, I don't fancy flesh to uh, <laughs> I'm breaking up with I you. I might go vegan. <laughs> Undertaker, I'm sorry. Look at Timmy Bar. <laughs> Nothing wrong with being vegan, by the way. I've, it's, it's... <laughs> so awkward to buy meals. <laughs> Shamrock. Sorry. Next segment. Next segment. Shamrock. Running and sweating. Avoiding Yasada agents. <laughs> what could be... What could be causing Ken to snap? Just anything. Like, the wind has changed. Like, yeah. he got the wrong post through his letterbox. Ken was always angry. Anything. Someone's taken his stash. Who could it have been on this episode of <laughs> Where's Smackdown? Where's my title Tough? shot? <laughs> He's in the zone, Michael Hall says. Yes, the Twilight Zone, says Jerry Lawler. <laughs> That's a nice line. Yes. How do you feel about Jerry Lawler being back on... I love Twilight Zone. Oh, right. Uh, because by the time uh, this episode had gone out, like, Jerry Lawler has already had his return to commentary. Because he's on Monday Night Raw... Oh, you mean in 2019? Yeah, in 2019. Yeah. How do you feel about it? I'm happier to see him in 99 than I am in 2019. Yeah. Absolutely. Friggin' hell. But uh, we're hoping that he gives you plenty of work tonight <laughs> as as the Lord Prince Botch. Yeah. No, my dad, <laughs> it's him, Dio, Dio Williams, good yeah. God, Dio and uh, Vic Joseph. Yeah, that's that's your, that's your new Raw commentary God, team. It's all come round back. He, Lawler's carrying... He, he, Vic Joseph is the coal. Yeah, it's team. weird, isn't it? That's basically the plan. Wow. That's it. Well, what is old is new again. Yeah. Michael Cole is back on SmackDown. Yeah, a lot of his belonged. bit and goes, actually, no, I'll, I'll say that, actually. I'm, I'm already doing jokes about David Smith, but I'm going <laughs> um, Ken demands Jericho show up after the events last week where Jericho took photos of Shamrock after hitting him with a shovel. <laughs> that was funny. Uh-huh. So Jericho appears in a cage in the ring that little shark cage that's that amazing and that's done so well because yeah. the camera follows Ken and Jericho's music hits it follows Ken walking up the ramp to go meet him and then suddenly you hear Jericho going hey Ken and then you look at the ring and there's Jericho in a shark cage right. perfectly placed in the middle of the ring and that's the little shark cage that they were using a lot in ring uh, about two years ago because they had the little toy set that had that yes. so what was it? it was the Enzo cast big show match uh, Jericho Suspended above the ring, I think for a Kevin Owens match. Yeah, that's I believe. it. Was it used? It was used in NXT with Paul oh, Ellering. That was it. above the ring for All There's a Pain versus TM61. Right. yeah, cut. Is that right? The something like that. Yeah, sorry, it's TM61. You have to. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jericho taunts him. Is that only Jericho can? <laughs> Jericho, oh, Jericho's great here. Like, yeah. His voice cracks a little bit because he's slightly nervous <laughs> as Ken's trying to reach to the bars to grab him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Shamrock has a baseball bat, by the way, so he's trying to shove that in, as you do. However, somehow Ken managed to take the bat off him. And so Jericho panics and goes, all right, all right. 
Howard. Howard or Howie. Harold. Harold. Him. That's right. He's calling the Fink Harold. <laughs> Raise it. But he can't because he's too busy arguing with Lillian backstage. <laughs> so Jericho is stuck there. Ken bends the bars and drags him out. Shamrock then beats up some referees <laughs> who were trying to insist that you take a drug test. And <laughs> Jericho scarps out the arena. And Tiffley tells Finks, like, look, we've been good friends. Yeah, really happy with the work you're doing. Yeah, you're fired. <laughs> it's another breakup on yeah. this show. This, this period for Jericho actually really fits in with the the crash style of TV that's happening because there's all this crazy stuff happening. And Jericho fits really well. He actually blends like he's been there for years. Yeah, because I remember it being, like, in the ring, it was like, eh, hit and miss. But, yeah, all the segments he's involved in are great. Because he's the entertainer. And, yeah. and, the, and like, he, he got he got a chance to flex that a little bit in WCW, but nowhere near as much as he's getting to do it here. Right. And it's that whole thing of they're not... They know he's a star. They know he's a future champion of the world. But they're not... Immediately, they they had him dabble a brief time, but they're not going to immediately put him in that top flight. They want to bring him through the ranks. I was going to say, I don't think they did know he was a future star. If you read his book, uh, people upset. I mean, oh, um, really, no one knows who it was. Triple H, who was um, <laughs> was not keen on him, and based around the China feud that's coming up. But it was a sense of ah. Uh, this ah. is the guy. This is the guy we put all this hype towards. However, he would. Yeah, oh it. yeah, yeah, and, and I do believe it was probably um, it was the match with Triple H that started to turn things around in that sense. Oh, as soon as he gets over the the, tri the China shaped hump, he's, he's, <laughs> he's fine. He's, he's home and dry. Yeah, Jeff Jarrett, don't radio edit me. Uh, shows up. He beat up. What have I written down here? Okay, so here, so Jeff Jarrett comes out with a line. Oh, here. there he goes. Beat, the beat up Jackie on Raw. Thank you. I'll try to beat up with my own writing. That's it. He, and he comes out with a line that doesn't age well, where he says, Oh, please say it, Tom. A woman's place is in the kitchen, barefoot and pregnant. <laughs> wow, that is that is not a t-shirt. Why is that not a t-shirt? I, 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 barefoot and pregnant. <laughs> Anyway, it's one thing I've just mopped the floor and you might slip over. And I don't want to be a dad yet. So nine of those really apply to me personally. Anyway, he calls in the Fabulous Moulin, who is ringside. The Fabulous Moulin, did you just say? The Fabulous Moulin. Let's get down to business. <laughs> She's older than that dynasty. <laughs> She'll make a man out of you, boy. Yeah. Did you look, like this bit where Jeff... Jeff Called Moolah in the ring, who is ringside. I guess she's the new NXT signing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jeff calls Moolah into the ring and says, you remember women knew their place in the day. And you see Moolah sort of adjust her jacket and nod, which is, a, knowing what we know now, <laughs> quite an alarming mm. historical footnote. Yeah. Uh, how, how many wrestlers can we disrespect on this podcast with, with oh, the truth? We've done quite well yeah. so far. And then Mueller replies, that's right, we never would have. Dot, dot, dot. Because we would have beat the hell out of them. Yeah. Crowd, yeah. Crowd goes big for Mueller potentially beating up Bruno San Martino. Right. And then Jarrett makes that. it clear that he's a diddler uh, <laughs> by wearing Bono's sunglasses. Can we, because uh, I'm very aware that um, each podcast is a different universe here in Cultaholic. So can we just reference, if you don't, if you haven't listened to the oh Cultaholic God. podcast, did Diddler means heel? Yeah. Because <laughs> I know people that oh might, no. might listen to this knowing me. <laughs> Matthew, laughing about <laughs> Davey Boy Smith's drug addiction. Like it's one thing I can take and, you know, don't China's clit dick. Jeff Jarrett Jeff Jarrett touches kid. No, no. <laughs> oh, 
God. That's not what I meant. He's oh. a bad. He's a wrong un. <laughs> it means he's a wrong un, doesn't it? He's a it? bad guy because he's wearing Bono's sunglasses. <laughs> oh, no, you get, there you go. Bono is a bad guy, too. Blodo. Blodo. <laughs> Blodo. Bluto from Popeye. He's a bad guy, too, because Dreamcast came out on this very day, and apparently there's a U2 album on there that you can't undownload. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can of Coke for Tom Campbell. Thank you very much. Jeff Jarrett hits Fabulous Moomah. That is a hard name to say. <laughs> fabulous Moolah. Fabulous Moolah. And Fabulous Moomah. Uh oh, here come the police. Moomah, Moomah. <laughs> fabulous no, Moolah. I know what you're saying. With a, with one, with a redonkulous guitar whammy. Oh, these guitars are like double basses. Oh. Double bass guitar. And then gives the figure four to Mae Young. Because he lightest. knew he knew what she did not. <laughs> this is the lightest Time bump. Cop Jared. The lightest bump that Mae Young, I think, would ever take in her career. Just falling to the ground for a figure four. The lightest bump she'll ever take. Yeah. Like, oh my god, that's horrible. Yeah, just you wait. Do you know what I feel like was missing from Jeff Jarrett's guitar shots? The the sound of the, yeah that's it the kabong <laughs> like from, from the chord snapping that ba-dang. that stock sound effect that we all yeah. use that's what happens when you smash a guitar right I feel like there was a point in there was a point in WWE sort of like late noughties early teens where they dabbled in like like. Mu- mood music and bits like that and I don't think they would put it up they would they would be a, a part from they wouldn't they wouldn't question putting a kabong sound effect right. on a Jeff Jarrett guitar shot yeah it, it worked for Quick Draw McGraw <laughs> exactly Quick Draw McGraw had a El kabong oh no kadong <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. You know, like, like Doug the Clown in 93, or no, sorry, 94, you're up to. Because I, I yeah. talked about this on WrestleMania 10 and you didn't notice it or haven't seen it yet. He does the, the whoopee cushion, leg drop, the top rope, and it's like. <laughs> I can't believe you had noticed it because they didn't do, they didn't really? do it very long. They definitely, I swear to God. I never noticed he made the noise. Yeah, he didn't do it, but they, they overdubbed it. You're kidding. Yeah, I How can't believe you had noticed, noticed this. that. I'm Go genuinely... back and watch his 94 squash matches. Don't the Clown versus freaking Steve Lombardi. Or um or Ken Rape. Oh, <laughs> Jesus God. Christ. Oh, Jamie. Don't forget that job of name, do you? <laughs> um Yes. Yeah. So that's that's right, that is what happened. Next segment. Okay. Val Venus. He has not made his debut yet. I thought he had by this point, no. Of course he has. He's been around for years. He debuted in oh, like ninety eight. <sighs> It's weird. Like, no, but it's weird. Um, like he's got this promo, and it's, it's on baseline. No, no, it's no, almost like a pre-debut vignette. No, they are building to Val versus Blackman at Unforgiven. So this is a story. Why don't I read all my notes before talking? Val versus Blackman happens. Yeah, Tom. I, re- I always Val, remember Val Venus in Enter the Big Lebowski. <laughs> right, it doesn't even friggin' work. Um, he has a woman in bed with him, and says, "In the industry I'm in." They, I mean, just Wade, <laughs> Val Venus's voice, Jesus Christ. <laughs> in the industry, they don't use weapons of pain, but pleasure. Then turns over, and that's it. This had all the feeling that there was more to this segment, and they cut the hell out of it. <laughs> yeah. Because he had something in his hand, and he had a woman in his bed, and he turned over. You're waiting for a reaction <laughs> line, or a... 
is it bigger than a bread basket? <laughs> or something. But it was just, that was it. That was the end of it. It, was, it cut quite abruptly, didn't it? Yeah, it, was like, it should have been, you could have done it in three seconds. Hey, Blackman, dildo. <laughs> and they've been the, in the same effect. But the, but the cut was so sharp that it made Michael Cole's next line even funnier. When, as, as, as Falvin is rolled over in bed with this woman after saying, oh, the items of pleasure, Cole goes, well, King Val could be right up your alley. <laughs> I didn't even get that. <laughs> I didn't even spot that. It's amazing. <laughs> and then Michael Cole proceeded to say that was Valvinus' debut, and Lola went, No, you were eating around for months. <laughs> Hell, you're talking about stupid person. Val versus Blackman uh, will be the only match for Unforgiven 99. Yes. Uh, I, I don't know why my brain always tells me that, but it's true. I seem to remember being awake back home, living with mum and dad, watching that match. And that is a late 99 match that will be completely evaporated by 2000. Oh, completely. Yeah, these two are getting a push. <laughs> Not for long. <laughs> and also, tonight's main event, Buried Alive, The Rock and Sock Connection versus The Unholy Alliance. They One man will be... all night, by the way. Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah. But this here. is going to segue into something. One man will be buried alive to lose the tag team titles. And if that was enough, Kane still walk around with a flamethrower. Somebody might be burned alive to a crisp. Val Venus might dildo the life out of this poor woman to show Steve Blackman that he's a man. All this brought to you by Duke Nukem Zero Hour. <laughs> I mean, it's a good job it was so hot that people were like, yeah, just, just whatever. How much money? Just, yeah, sure. God, if, if, this, was, if this was a product in 2019... Twitter would tear this apart. There'd be SpongeBob gig gifts everywhere. Right, but we're at nine. They're not in 2019. We're in 99, and this is a match I still remember watching as a kid and being so hyped for it. I don't remember anything else about the show, but this, the Buried Alive Tag Team Match Main Event. These gimmicks are needed at this point. This guy's poor Foley's uh, like inability to do anything. He's really struggling at this point, isn't he? Yeah, and he's, he admits it in his book. I mean, don't admit it, just watch his matches, bless him. And also, you know, Big Show's being greener than goat poo. So Foley gets beat up to rev up the rock pop. I think we see this a lot, but... It yeah, worked, that's it? it. Mick Foley comes out, gets destroyed. They wait a couple of seconds, and then, do you smell what the rock is cooking? It almost fits the character as well, because Rock's like, nah, do I have to save him? <laughs> it does, actually. There, yeah. is that, there is that element of, like, I'm not going to go out there yet. Like Nelson begrudgingly saving Martin Prince. He's like, oh, we're not friends. That's it. <laughs> that's it. And I've got some notes here. If you want to join at any time, let me know. Sure thing. Big Show chokeslams Foley, which sadly means we get... Undertaker versus Rock, a match that never worked well. I just they just don't mix, do they? Oh, it's, it's speaking of people being injured, the the Undertaker here. Knackered. See if you can if you don't if you paggered. blink, you'll miss any of the yeah, you see any, if he actually takes a bump in this match or not. Because I don't he, think he actually did. He is paggered. Yeah. Uh Big Show gets low blowed with a shovel. Or high blowed, I guess, in this case. <laughs> and put it in. But Undertaker saves. He throws dirt into the rock's face. But he somehow recovers. There's something And yeah, this is this is the exact moment I've written down. Just it's just said, look how bad Undertaker is. He's just absolutely spent. <laughs> he is baggered. There's something about multi-billionaire actor The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, shoveling dirt in front of a live audience. I just looking back on it just seems really odd, knowing that now he is just this mega star. Dwayne Johnson, who just who has like a traveling gym everywhere he goes, the most charismatic man in existence. And just him shoveling dirt, like almost like this party must go, this is so beneath him. The idea of him doing a buried alive match right. now seems so bizarre. You talk about as well, and I, and I bet you're going to get to it in your notes how how knackered Mick Foley is at this point. Yeah. Right. The bump he takes in this match. Right. I 
Uh, have you got it? Oh, your... go ahead. No, it's the exact moment where something interesting happens. So, so like the crowd go. Oh, by the way, actually, for context, you haven't seen this match. The Buried Alive bit, the big part of dirt, is right next to the stage. Yeah. Really. So... Obviously, where else are you going to put it? And so that's there. And yeah, so there's the SmackDown ramp, big pile of dirt with a shovel. So the big hole, the whole premise is to get the lads up to the dirt, chuck them in the hole in the ground and bury them. Yeah. Um, big Show and Foley are fighting on, Big Show and Mankind are fighting on the stage. And Big Show hoys Mankind off the stage onto the dirt and Foley bounces. He hit, and and you and there's not much there's not much depth to this dirt. He bounces and bounces into the into the grave. It looks horrific. Add to that how awful Mick Foley's body is at this point in time. Not not in a not in a derogatory way, but like he is walking injured. He is in a bad way. He needs a lot of time off. And he's getting thrown across. The, I was you know what? At the time, I was probably like like upset because I was a big Mankind fan. So like, come on, Mankind rally. I'm watching this back and I'm annoyed. Like, mate, you are knackered. Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? What are you thinking? Don't. This match was fine without you doing that. Yeah, he, you didn't he, need it. He is held together with duct tape and prayer. Yeah. And he takes a bump. And even worse, you can tell Foley probably wasn't happy with this because he's clearly intending to be launched from the ramp into the hole. So he bounces. So he basically does a mulligan. Yeah. Into that thing. Um, but the fact that Big Show was able to yeet him like that, and Big Show was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, Big Show's strong, but he was still <laughs> green. And I'd be concerned. But he did it. It was yeah. ridiculous. Ridiculous. Anyway, the finish is nonsense. Anyway, oh, here we go. Foley recovers to give Big Show Socko. So he's still in the grave, managed to get out. We're going to take a brawl backstage. When Triple H shows up, because he has to be on the show. Of course he does. About 19 times. And then Kane also shows up. (laughs) And all this is missing is the Benny Hill music as they decided to sod off together. So Undertaker, now that Rock's been taken out of the match, comes back in so they can nail Mankind with a shovel. And then Triple H comes out. It's like, oh, there we go, three on one. Back again. Instead... Triple H level show with good old Sledgy. Back in the day when Triple H would actually use a sledgehammer, how we could use a sledgehammer in a real thing. Big Show sells by falling down the he dirt. He just takes a really yeah. comical, Wee. slow fall down the mud, down the soil. And Big Show, but then takes a. Then buries Mankind. So in Triple the dirt. H then buries. Mankind's still in the pit at this point. Right. Still, in, still in the That's grave. There, sorry. So Triple H is just shoveling dirt into the grave, yeah. which apparently counts as a win. For Undertaker and Big Show. The, the losing team is the team that gets buried. But yeah. only one got buried. Uh, uh, one one guy, one person. Yeah. Come yeah. yeah. two, so, two of the graves being cheap, Tom, aren't we? Yeah. So, so regardless regardless of who um, regardless of, of, of who does the burying, as long as someone is buried, they lose. So we have Triple H standing tall at the end of SmackDown, seemingly at the end of SmackDown. Oh, wait, before the, the, the Triple H... Burying moment that 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 was used in gifts quite a lot during yeah. the 2000s. It was it was it was it was the first it was the first moment of literal burial from Triple right. H. One of many figurative moments to come. That's right. And sorry, what happens next, Tom? Well, an ambulance turns up. Moolah, moolah, moolah. <laughs> Down to business, and uh, Triple H goes to the ambulance. I presume to put mankind in in a weird act of kindness. Opens the ambulance. 
gets greeted by two middle fingers from Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> dun, 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 music dun, dun, dun. hits, music stops because that was the wrong cue. <laughs> <laughs> Much media. Uh, uh, so, yeah, and then Austin bursts out of the ambulance. Austin, who hasn't been seen really on telly for ages, uh, recuperating from several injuries. And uh, Triple H and Austin just fight all over the shop. Austin hoys Triple H into the ambulance. We go outside. Triple H gets in. Austin gets Austin. Whilst Triple H is stuck in the ambulance, Austin gets into like the the eighteen wheeler truck bit thing. Smashes the ambulance with the truck. Just some wanton vehicular homicide to end SmackDown. Magic the Gathering sponsors Unforgiven <laughs> on pay per view. See you Monday when Blue Meanie faces Stevie Richards. <laughs> and uh, which concludes, then we could. And do you know what? It shows how um, sort of numb we were as fans <laughs> to vehicular homicide being oh good Austin's back like, there was yeah. nothing shocking about this I'm pretty sure Triple H was back on Raw the following the following week as well and um, a quick note from this from the Observer oh good breaking um, news from Dave Meltzer who says it's clear the half point drop in Smackdown from its debut the previous week was a cause for concern because the original plan to keep Steve Austin off television until after the pay-per-view was changed to rushing him back for an angle for the third Smackdown show and heavily on Raw pushing that he would be there plus heavily pushing a double buried live main event for the tag titles with Rock and Sock versus Undertaker and Big Show it seems overreacting on the surface because WWF needs to build its Smackdown show in a manner where something big like the return of Austin should be saved until after the networks go into the first run when the competition for those ratings gets ratings points gets tighter so their complaint is that they should be doing stuff like this a bit further down the road when they when they really want to use like it's like it's like using missiles to save a cat from a tree like you want to be you want to be saving that for oh, when you know a tiger gets stuck up a tree oh. yeah. it, right I mean this is you know the late 90s this is when ratings were like no 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 get, get, them, get them up we cannot we cannot be shown to look weak in front of the WWE people and also the new yeah. network we've just started and we've promised these guaranteed these ratings they promised Vincent Mann promised UPN they'd be third in the ratings and then by the following year they'd be first and at this point they were 14th I realised with that because it's weird because Smackdown's the longest running B show I think they've ever had I've said, don't quote me on that but with the other ones they've had from ECW on Sci-Fi Superstars the reboot uh, and countless other ones uh, Saturday morning slam, whatever. They've always had, or main event, for example. They've always had the first few, like a month of, like, Jericho will be there, Triple H will be there. And then by, like, week five, it's like, Kurt Hawkins versus <laughs> Kofi Kingston. Oh, yeah, do you remember when Superstars right, re-debuted? Right. And it was like, whoa. Yeah, they had a title change. Miz versus Kofi, they had a title change on main event. Amazing. You know, and all this stuff. And then by that, like, whatever, who cares? But this one's, I thought, oh, maybe they were setting it in, like, a, you know, Raw Part 2. But yeah, this is, this is a weird thing to see because there's a lot happening on this show and there's this and that and there's a hell of a main event. But yeah, it's a, it's a SmackDown show. Mm. So I thought they were doing it because they would always do that. They always have these like hell of things. But no, it was actually a I reaction to the pull rings, which doesn't happen the rest of the time. Because each of you on Sci-Fi, they found out we could, they could slum and still be the number one rated show on Sci-Fi because the competition was reruns of Godzilla versus Gamera. <laughs> so, but here, the night light oh, must be some good stuff on European then. Do you think we will go back to that kind of time with programming now? What we are, Tom. We were literally no, I, in that period. No, I mean like, I mean like with the Wednesday, are we going to be that fervent regarding ratings? Is it going to be like every quarter counts? Are we, it feels like we're going there. Well, 
all of TV and ratings have changed so dramatically over the years with you know, so many of the outlooks mm. for watching TV and wrestling and things like that, where wrestling is actually in this really cool uh, period because yeah. what what has been shown to keep ratings at live sporting events what's a life but wrestling yeah so everyone else can like oh i'll watch the boys on amazon whenever i feel like it the good place on netflix when i feel like it oh hell no i don't watch the game i watch the nba or whatever the hell right now so i can talk to my friends about this because this means something happening right now yeah wrestling still has that so in fact it's the weirdest point now where wrestling is, uh, and ratings are a better tag team than ever because the, the networks have never been more grateful for the existence of wrestling which is why we have this thing now. Tony Khan wouldn't be throwing his, his millions and millions if that wasn't the case. Yeah, wouldn't be spending, and, and so, certainly TNT wouldn't be tempted to take the gamble on wrestling again yeah. if they didn't think there was something in it. That is to say, if those ratings stay. So, mm -hmm. yeah, Tom, this is why it's such an interesting period for wrestling yeah. history 2019. Not much has changed, technically, in terms of the superstars. Jerry Lola on commentary, Triple <laughs> H on TV, also still there. Chris Jericho is on one of them. Steve Austin will be like, hey. He'll pop up every <laughs> so often. He'll be like special guest timekeeper for a bit. If I remember, I might, you know, tweet about it, you know. <laughs> that's how Steve Austin's And actually, it. that's an interesting factor is that how, how Twitter will change the game now. Because I like the idea of, of, like, my Twitter timeline being full of, like, AEW short videos are going, look who's just turned up. This is happening now. Because right. that is where you're going to, I think, get a lot of conversion is when if you're watching NXT right, right, right. and you're looking on Twitter and you suddenly see Jack Swagger walking out in a big puffy jacket in the Mall of America. Like, you're going to go, He doesn't oh, work here. Get the camera off him. He doesn't work here. He doesn't work here. He works for Bellator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they mean WWE. No, he hasn't worked for them for years. Bellator? Jack Swagger works for Bellator? Yeah, you idiot. <laughs> in fact, this show is brought to you by Bellator's newest pay-per-view, Magic the Gathering. <laughs> is that an all-women's league? No, that's Bellatrix. <laughs> Don't get the two mixed up. Um, so that was SmackDown this week. That was a, that was a hell of a SmackDown, and I still like that main event. Yeah, I think it was still it was good fun to watch. Still, it was yeah. very Attitude Era, yeah. but it was good fun to watch. Yeah. Do you want to lead us in our final segment of the absolutely week? the final segment stuff you remember? What's well, gonna be that buried alive thing? Absolutely. I mean, there's nothing in terms of big. Ma Excuse me. I burped. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, come Matthew. You know, you don't eat anything for ages, but that thing you ate like an hour and a half ago comes up because there's nothing else in your system. Um, very like match. Still remember it. That oh, that friggin' bump by Foley. Yeah. Decrepit, dead. Decrepit Foley taking the bump. David Boy Smith could not even lay down. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Thing I didn't remember. David Boy Smith's first return song. Yeah. The, the Mario Paint Rule Britannia. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> they really had to play a Rupert Tiny knockoff. <laughs> or you wouldn't know who the hell he was with the. It's like, who's it? You comes up. Da -da 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 -da. Who are you? <laughs> oh, it's the bulldog! Yeah. Okay, now it doesn't matter. You can do what you like with this bit. We've got the bull, we've got the bulldog bit in there. Some some what's the lyrics go? Some talk of William Regal. Also, gentleman David Taylor too. <laughs> da, 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 da. But there's so work for WCW. So we're hiring David Boy Smith. Percocet. Come on, Tom. Uh, that was going is nowhere. This a, is this a bad lib from you, or is this a legitimate yeah. thing? No, I was just bombing. Oh, oh the, mate. Lyrics to the um, because some of the there's the uh, Grenadiers song. 
Yeah. They have got lyrics. But then someone sends a joke. It's like, like we've gone into battle with someone. And yeah, who is it? <laughs> oh, it's the Grenadiers. <laughs> I thought I'd add live the, the lyrics, but it was just bombing horribly. So I like, I no, no, it was good fun. I, I like, big, I like marching songs. Too I was much. a big fan of it. Uh, things I remembered: <laughs> uh, the buried live tag team match as well. Um, mainly for the, the fun bit where Austin burst out of the ambulance and just drove oh, his car yeah. into Triple H because it was like, and we and we just kind of was so just def, just so desensitized to it all. It was just there was it wasn't a shock at all. Uh, thing I forgot, which I enjoyed. You've already said Bulldog, uh, <laughs> how bad that return was in general. Thing I forgot was Chris Jericho in the Shark Cage, and I really enjoyed that. And it's one of the last things Shamrock does, I believe. Oh, is TV. it really? Do we do we not get as far as Unforgiven with Shamrock? Well, or do I don't we? think we do. No, I don't think well, we do either. Well, I've just given the spoiler away. No, we don't. But the only way to find out, Tom, <gasps> not Google, nope. not Wikipedia, not even Ask F and Jeeves. <laughs> the only way to find out is by tuning in to next week's podcast. He is at Matthew Gregg on Twitter. I am at Tom Campbell on Twitter. <laughs> that is... <laughs> Grenadiers. <laughs> Together, we are at Cultaholic. We will see you next week. Have fun in Oberhausen. <laughs> Love you, bye. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 